And in the first week that we installed Drift, um, we had 12 meetings booked automatically. Any inbound agencies out there would know that that's pretty substantial. We're talking meetings, we're not just talking leads. This is actually people said, yes, I want your help and here's the time that works for me. As soon as that happened, I realized that I needed, I needed to investigate more. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to episode 96 of Inbound Buzz. Today we're talking all things conversational marketing, chatbots, and it's funny, it's, it's sort of something that's kind of creeped up into the marketing sphere. Testament to Remington and Impulse Creatives, I guess, thought leadership in that space. He was honestly one of the first people who I thought about. I'm like, who can I speak to about conversational marketing? And I thought of you, Remington. So thank you so much for coming on and joining us on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So we'll get into why I thought about yourselves later because I really think you guys are owning that space in terms of thought leadership, which I think is a lesson for anyone, right? If you want to be a leader in a space, like double down and, and go gun ho like you guys have. Um, but before yep. we kind of get into that subject matter, tell us a little bit about yourself and what Impulse Creative does. Sure. So um, I've owned the agency Impulse Creative for, uh, well, I founded the agency with my wife, but we've owned it for 11 years now. Um, so we started out as a website design shop and then, you know, jumped on the uh, inbound marketing bandwagon before it was cool. Um, <laughs> and, and so as we're, you know, as we've kind of grown the agency, the agency's now at 14 employees, got a whole bunch of rock stars uh, here. We focus on what I call the four pillars of brand. It's you know the design, the development, the marketing, and the sales, and making sure that you've got a really strong core function. And in that, it's finding ways to create you know an impact for our clients. And so, conversational marketing is one of those things. Awesome, awesome. So, speaking of conversational marketing, um, yeah. how do you describe it? Because I don't know about in you know North America and whatnot, but here, people are still coming to terms with the fact that they should be even figuring out what that definition is. So how do you describe that? Sure. So a um, couple different points of view. One is if I'm talking to like the average Joe in line at McDonald's or something, it's, it's a, you know, when you were on the phone and, um, and you go through the dial by name directory <laughs> or you, or you're going through and, you know, it used to be press one for this and now it just says, say, your response and it's a little bit more intuitive that is conversational marketing on the phone essentially conversational marketing on the web is just typing in or pressing a button uh, instead so that's the that's the layman's terms on the other side you know uh, for the marketers it's we talk about buyer personas and we talk about like ideal client profiles all day long yet no one actually creates a conversation for one person in that buyer persona it's always like you're speaking to a room so it's a it's the same thing we're doing it's just honing it down and more of like a sniper rifle approach rather than a shotgun if that makes sense yeah awesome awesome that that leads in really nicely to my question so awesome. what do you think the what do you think are some of the problems or the problem that conversational marketing solves that traditional marketing just can't do um so brevity and noise and what i mean by that is you know like look at your look at your websites and in order to compete nowadays we've got to have more content and granted i have i have a whole heck of a lot of content we put out at impulse creative but but it's it's making sure that you have context as well as content. 
that's the really that's the big piece um and i think i think on the the other side is um and i'm doing a bunch of tutorials about this right now that should be releasing this week is it's all about the the prospect right so inbound marketing is a direct response to how customers are buying and conversational marketing is not not something that's exclusive you don't have to do conversational or inbound you know it's one of those things that kind of meshes over how the prospect is buying so you think about like you walk into a store someone says hey can i help you um, and it's an open-ended question and you're just kind of like no but if that person followed you around and gave you more context when they helped you then suddenly they're helpful right and it's being helpful from the get-go um, and uh, there was I heard uh, DG from Drift um, say in one of his uh, talks that, you know, we're sending people to our websites that we and we're spending so much money doing it. And then we're sending to a form that is the most unpersonal thing we could possibly do. Um, you know, and it's like we focus on our content 100% and the forms are exactly the same for everybody. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, speaking of, I guess, some of the user cases, yeah. Um, actually, actually, let me go back a bit. So you mentioned, okay, con it's about context, not content. Yep. So a skeptic would say, but isn't that what marketing automation does? You know, like sure. let's call it traditional marketing automation, which is funny now that it's traditional. What would you yeah, say yeah. to that? So, so yes, that's what marketing automation does, but they have to get into your system first. And so the, you know, the barrier to entry or the friction that happens when they when they are coming in is they have to fill out that form and they have to we, we ask for information before we provide value right think of think of you know making any transaction you're doing all of this research right and you're as a as a buyer you're doing all this research to inf influence the what you're going to buy and as marketers are providing content to do that but if someone has a question, we force them through these normal channels that aren't customer serving or prospect serving, they're, they're company serving, right? Mm -hmm. It's before I talk to you, I want to, I want to make sure you're 100% qualified to have a conversation. Um, and it's because it takes time where live chat or conversational marketing suddenly is, Hey, I have a question about X, Y, Z. And there's so many other opportunities there for a marketer beyond just that one question. I love that. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's company serving, not prospect serving. So yeah. getting into, it's funny. Cause usually, usually with my, with my interviews, I often have a little bit of a template. We talk strategy first <laughs> theory, and then we go tactical, but I kind of think in this, yeah. I have to go tactical almost right away. Cause yeah. I, I still know and if anyone was as slow as I was when I first thought of the topic, I'm like, yeah, but I still don't get it. Like, how do you use sure. it? You know, like, sure. okay, great but how do you use it? So, um, I want to reference a, um, a really, a really good re resource you have on your website. Um, sure. I'll share in the show notes, redpandas.com.au forward slash EP 96. And it's almost like a crash course article on conversational marketing. Talk about what yep. it is and the buyer's journey. I highly recommend it for anyone who wants a quick crash course, right? Um, in there, you, you share an example about how you obtained a 22% increase in conversions uh, on a landing page using chatbots. Yep. So can you talk to that a little bit? Like how have you used sure. chatbots to obtain those results? 
Sure. So, so what I want you to think about is like landing page conversions in general right now, right? Everything that they tell you about a landing page and any, anything that you can learn is the more form fields you have, the lower the conversion rate will be in theory, right? Unless that landing page is, is super contextualized to wherever the traffic is coming from. So the goal is to get the best traffic coming in and then have the least amount of form fields in order to get someone to convert, right? Well, when you look at a traditional landing page, you're asking for five or six things almost every time, especially, you know, if you're on the HubSpot inbound marketing bandwagon. Now, it doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means that a lot of times in order to do marketing automation the right way, we're asking questions and those questions are necessary in order for us to do marketing automation worth anything. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so when you get the prospect to that page, and I can share the screen if you'd like with the difference yeah. between do landing pages um let's see here so just so, as you get that ready um yep. so if anyone wants to see some of the examples Remington's talking about check out the video version of this interview on redpandas.com forward slash ep96 and you can also see um is this his amazing shirt gold digger gold digger g-o-a-l <laughs> that, that is that is i love my marketing shirt so that that's awesome and also that's this, great this really cool lighting rig you have set up like you just you put me to shame, but anyway, you'll see that in, in some of these examples. So why don't you take us through some of the example and sure. anyone listening on the podcast can maybe sort of follow through a little. Sure. So you can see the screen. I can see the screen. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. So this is one of our top performing um, landing pages. And you know, when we first started getting in and doing some use cases, I didn't want to take one of our lowest performing and see if I could improve it. I wanted to take our highest performing and see what it did. And so in HubSpot, we did an AB test side by side. Um, And while the connection in HubSpot in regards to actually seeing the conversion rates isn't visible because of how Drift tracks conversions, and I'm talking to Drift and HubSpot about that, um, you know, the, I think you'll get the idea of how things go. So we get to the page. Now, granted, it's pre-filling my information in here, but as, as we're looking at this landing page, we've got a quick video that sells the offer. We've got short little bit of content, and then we've got our fields here. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seven and a half uh, fields here in order to get that swipe file, right? So the mm-hmm. company's got to fill all this information out in order to get there. And so this swipe file, by the way, sorry for anyone yeah. listening, 300 blog topic IDs. So this really high yeah. value bit of content. Awesome. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so then we go to what the conversational marketing version of this page is. And it's, it's so much more simple. It's still all the other pieces there. We've got the same, we've got the same titles. We've got the same everything else, except there's this button that says download the topic ideas now. Right. So think about user intent. The user intent on this is, well, yeah, I want that. Right. And they're going to click that button. And the second that they click that button, the chat bot pops out. Now there's two things, two things in this, um, you know, in this example that we've got. So it goes immediately into, Hey there, typing on the wrong keyboard, you know, Hey there, what's your name? And so we can literally come in and say, you know, my name's Remington and it's going to say, what's the name of your company? And it says, you know, what do you do at impulse creative? I'm the CEO. Awesome. Would you like to subscribe to our resources? And for the sake of this, I'm going to say yes. Last question. What is the website? Impulsecreative.com. And so we get a little greeting here. He goes, check your email. We just sent you the link. So click that link and immediately you're taken to the thank you page for this, you know, for this offer where you can download it. 
Now, a couple of cool things happen. One is that we just took someone through and literally had a conversation with them as we're asking them for their name and asking them for their email and asking for all those different steps. But we also got all the same information that we would have gotten from a HubSpot conversion in regards to the pages viewed and everything else. And the best part is if they hadn't finished filling out that form, but they gave their name, now Drift is still following them throughout the entire website. So you can see the other two tabs in the top of this are dancing like crazy. Mm. If we hadn't finished, this is the only time conversation, conversational marketing and using Drift or a tool like it is the only time that you could come back to a website and finish filling out that form if you got pulled away. That right? And so awesome. that, so when you start thinking about these, I would call them micro conversions, right? You start filling out that first name and then you disappear and you come back. All of a sudden now you're able to continue a conversation where you never could have done that before in the form, much less find that landing page, right? So if we're in, you know, if we pull up this little chat widget icon, you can see this here. And then there's, you know, all the other times that I've been in this browser. You can see I was beating up George a little bit in the preview, <laughs> but all this will be here anytime that you come back to the website and you can, uh, and you can just keep that going like that. That is so, awesome. Yeah. So super easy. And the only time I've ever had people actually reach out to me directly and say, Oh my God, that was amazing. Like when, when's the last time someone's thanked you for filling out a form, right? Like that doesn't happen. And it happens all the time in our drift chats. That is so cool. Honestly, that is, yeah. I mean, I'm so glad you, you shared this. Um, yeah. This is the future of landing pages, man. Like in, yeah. in a year time, <laughs> they'll be, they'll be selling this stuff on like theme forest um, templates and every, that's awesome. So cool. Okay. So, you know, if you, if you're even semi curious, you have to check out the show notes. You have to check out that little video, a little example. Um, yeah. Are you able to maybe share some of those links as well? Those landing yeah. page links? Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I'll shoot those over to you. And I've got one more example. So you brought up like that, you know, this like really changes how you do landing pages. Now, one of the beautiful things is, you know, I tell my clients and we teach, we teach the staff and the clients that every time that there's a, that there's an action, it is going to diminish the potential result you have. Right. So you got to click from a CTA to a landing page, and then you've got to click from that landing page to fill out the form. Each one of those form fields is going to diminish the potential conversion rate that happens. One of the beautiful things is with chatbots, you don't even need a landing page. Now, I know that that might boggle some minds, but on our blog that talks about that conversational marketing, if you get about halfway down, we have, um, we have a CTA here that says click here to download our conversational marketing template. This this puts that other headline swipe file, which was my previously highest performing landing page to shame yeah, because, right. it, because when someone clicks this to download this conversational marketing template, now we're still on the blog. I love live demos. Come on. There it goes. Hey. And so, so the, as soon as you click that link, it's going to pop out and essentially have the same conversation that we did the same flow that we had, except we never left the blog now. And so if we do the same thing here, you know, my name's Remington it already knows my email address because I filled it out once before. And so now what it's done is it's just given me access to the template, right? And so we've actually masked this because people try and game the system. So now what we've done is we made it so it'll send an email, a template with the uh, link in the email. But this email here, that, that was an entire conversion that just happened, right? Mm. And so there's so, much, there's so much potential here. You could create this 
you know, you could create this for so many different things. It could be, you know, at the top, we have our let's talk button that our let's talk button is now takes us straight to an actual chatbot experience. And then, um, and the reason we did that, you mentioned spam uh, before. Mm -hmm. So this has cut our spam out by about 90% because, you know, people that are out spamming suddenly don't know what to do. Don't know what to do with a chatbot flow that suddenly strikes. Starts Not yet. We, we, we have a year or two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. For now. <laughs> For, now For now, yeah. But so but you yeah, don't so. have a, do you don't have a contact form anymore. You're like, let's talk where, to, where traditionally, uh, as, as we can see in your demo, traditionally, that's where a contact form goes. Yep. Do you guys still have a contact form or that's where you so prefer to? We don't have a contact us form, uh, but what we do have, so I'm not, I'm not 100% away from the conversational marketing. This is a, this actually a great question. So on each of our service pages, we, have a, we, we do have a form, but you can see we also have the button for a conversation and we've got, and we've got uh, Jackie who's my business development rep here that um, chimes in. This is also chatbot driven at the moment, but as we go through, we still have both of these. And one of the, the most amazing things to me in general, when we track this, cause we track everything like crazy. I'm going to stop sharing now um, is we, we, you know, drift talks about, um, you know, drift, the drift live chat, mm -hmm. the guys over there talk about like hashtag no forms. Right. And it's, it's a, it's a great marketing direction, but in actual fact, the, the ex expectation that I thought that would happen is we install drift on the site. We start doing things, the conversational marketing way, if you will, and we're still kind of defining that it we assumed that it would cannibalize the forms. And what I mean by that is like more conversions on chat, but less on forms. And something very interesting has happened over the past three months is we still have the same amount, if not more form conversions, but we have almost an equal amount of conversations that have happened. So what that means is that we've literally doubled our conversions on our website, you know, without doing anything really heavily in regards mm -hmm. to changes. We just implemented change, you know, or conversational marketing as in change, but we didn't remove any of the forms. So at this point, I'm not gonna remove any forms because they're still performing, but the, the chat bots and the conversations that are happening are still engaging pretty heavily. So you've essentially plugged a lot more holes. You're still getting, yeah, you know, if a, exactly. if a website is a leaky bucket, you've still had the same amount of conversions, but plugged a crap ton more holes. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it was super easy to in implement. I mean, it's not, it's not like you have to redesign an entire website. <laughs> so at, at the moment, because this area is so new, there are yep. understandably so, I mean, they're not, they're not basic questions. Um, I mean, even us as an agency, we're, we're sort of thinking about this as well. So sure. help me out here. Is it better to go down the path of say a Facebook messenger bot? And b before we spoke, I was telling you about briefly how, you know, um, I love everything Larry Kim touches. So he's got this amazing sure. mobile monkey. It's called mobile monkey. It, he doesn't mm -hmm. have a mobile monkey that goes around. Yeah. The tool is it called mobile fun. monkey. It does sound fun. Um, yeah. So he's got this tool uh, that is a Facebook messenger bot. And yep. is it better to go down? I think I know the answer because you guys are so heavy into drift and whatnot, but is it better to go down the path of a Facebook messenger bot versus a standalone chatbot like drift? Is there a disadvantage of using one over the other? And have, did you guys consider that when you kind of went all in with Drift? Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, we do have messenger bots. We actually use chat fuel at the moment. And then we're also testing with HubSpot because HubSpot's got a messenger bot as well. 
um, that they are, you know, that they're just getting started with. I think uh, HubSpot is new in the market. They, you know, with the acquisition motion AI, they've got some really smart guys over there. I, I would assume by inbound this year that there's going to be some major moves. Um, but to answer your question, um, I, so I look at Messenger versus, uh, versus Drift or a on-site chat the same way that I look at Facebook versus um, a blog, right? And what I mean by that is you own your blog 100%. Um, right now, Messenger works really well. But I remember when all the TV commercials out there all had people pointing to their Facebook.com oh. slash whatever their, their brand was, right? And they, yeah. spent, they spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Promoting Facebook. That promoting. Yeah. And then Facebook goes, oh, you want to reach those, that, that audience now? Like it's going to cost you? Um, that's, that's just Facebook's playbook. That so is such a good I, point. So yes, I think that there's significant, significant opportunity for you to, to, for you to leverage messenger chatbots and they help a lot in, um, especially with Facebook ad conversions. So just a similar flow, like I just showed you guys on the landing page here, you can do the same thing with a messenger bot without letting people even leave, um, you know, without even leaving Facebook and to get those conversions, uh, think lead, uh, the lead flows, not lead flow, uh, lead ads on steroids, mm -hmm. right? Because you can, you can start that, that messenger conversation. So any technology that allows you for you to leverage chatbots, I think is great. I think the one thing that you have to think about is, um, it does, I don't think it has to be exclusive. I think, you know, you can have like, even on our site, we've got drift on a majority of our pages because of how, um, how precise we can get with targeting, but we also have hubs. We also have a HubSpot chatbot that we're testing on certain pages. Um, most of our HubSpot, HubSpot pages, like anything that talks about HubSpot. Um, and then, you know, and then we have the messenger bot, like on our blog, we've got a place where you can subscribe via messenger, but for the, for all the readers don't try and do that right now. I hear Facebook is making some major changes where they're going to remove that as something that you can do. So, Right. In terms of subscribing to Messenger from a website? Yeah. So you can subscribe to um, our blog on Impulse Creative by, you know, by simply one click to subscribe via Messenger. Mm. That's worked great. We've got, we've got literally, I think, four or 500 subscribers that elected for that instead of their email, um, which is great. But at the same time, this is what I'm talking about. All of a sudden, Facebook can take some stuff away the end of this year they're making it so that you cannot uh that's called a promotion now you can't do that unless you pay right so so we're going to be m m working on migrating that away from facebook now messenger still would be a entrance page but it wouldn't be something that would be a promotion um in right the thank you so much for clearing that up i've yeah, yeah. struggled to get a good answer on that you know like oh. is it one or the other no there's there's if you're running Facebook messenger ads, of course, Facebook does not anything you do that takes you away from Facebook's platform. And we had um, Massimo right. from Ad Espresso and he was, he had some great tips on, on the fact how Facebook is like three, four dollars a click now. So anything you do to take them away is going to really hurt you. So yeah. it's great for that. But then yep. you, you had me at, remember what they did with Facebook. Yeah. Pages. You <laughs> yeah, had yeah, me yeah, at yeah. that man. Cause like, I'm, for sure. Uh, that's an example I've given to a lot of people to try to say, look, focus on your own land as opposed to rented land. Remember yep. when everyone was spending their money promoting Facebook? 
Yeah, that, I'm going to use that one. Great, great answer. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect. So um, you mentioned you mentioned already Drift, the Drift platform. Um, uh, yep. uh, my next question was about some of the platforms. I think you've already answered that. Um, you mentioned sure. HubSpot's one. Are there any other players in the market that you're liking at the moment? Sure. So with Facebook, um, we've tri- we've uh, Facebook Messenger, we've messed around with ManyChat and ChatFuel. Um, out of those two, I I have more of a liking towards ChatFuel, but ManyChat has made some pretty significant moves in the past few months that I haven't really dug too deep in. But I know that some of the features that caused us to go the ChatFuel way, um, ManyChat's picked up on. Um, Twilio is a um, is more of a text message platform but they have the ability for you to do the same kind of thing and that's often the last thing you think about is you know like actually doing text messages via like as a chatbot mm-hmm. um but but there's significant opportunity there it's a much uh much more steep learning curve for the twilio so that's something more if you if you got a developer available then go that route and then you know you've got some of the these uh these bigger guys so Drift obviously is making some serious waves. Um, then you've got HubSpot, which is for a beginner. HubSpot's chatbot um, tool, I believe it's in beta right now, is you know is going to work quite a bit. And then um, you know there's a couple others, and you can even install Messenger on site right now through ChatFuel. But again, that's rented media, not owned, even if you feel like it is. So you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I think more so than the, the emphasis on the platform, you have to remember it's a one-to-one conversation. It's not a one-to-many conversation. So whatever, whatever um, tactics you're doing, whatever, um, whatever strategies you're going after, think about the strategy before you think about the platform. Make your platform fit the strategy. Don't make your strategy fit the platform, if that makes sense. Absolutely, absolutely. So... Um... Why have you fallen in love with Drift so much? What yeah. is it specifically about the platform that you're really loving? So, um, so as a CEO, I like shiny things. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? But um, the big the big thing for me is out of the research we did in the marketplace. You know, HubSpot made a huge announcement inbound last year. They were like chatbots, right? And everyone's got to know about chatbots and. Um, we've been playing around with messenger bots for about a year uh, before that. So like we saw some of the opportunity um, and some of the recent technologies kind of started getting things moving. Um, Sorry, technology advancements started getting everything's moving much better. But, um, but where, what I noticed was, is that in, it was actually an inbound that like my light bulb kind of went off. It was, I'm going around, I'm having conversations. Everyone says how excited they are about it. And um, I'm asking like, so are you doing anything with it? And no one was doing anything even with messenger bots. And so as a CEO, you know, my job is to make sure I steer the company in the right direction. And, and so as I, as we got back and we started everyone started talking about how awesome things were. There was a lot of talk about platform changes in HubSpot and there's a lot of talk about all these other things going on. And, and it was one of those things where everyone had questions about it. No one had answers about it. Right. And I am a big fan of learning by doing, you know, when we first signed up for HubSpot, we had HubSpot ourselves for three months before we even thought about selling it because we wanted to make sure we knew how it worked. And so it was one of those things where, you know, as we got into the new year, we launched our brand new site. 
And it started out as a major flop on HubSpot's part with their messages tool. We launched the website, I actually have a blog about the journey to our redesign. And uh, that journey to our redesign essentially, um, is essentially was, we have this beautiful new website, it's working so fantastic. And we had zero engagements on the Facebook, uh, or uh, Facebook, on the HubSpot messages tool, like zero. And, and then we started looking into why, and we realized that, um, you know, in some cases it wasn't firing at the right time. And then in other cases it was slow. And mm -hmm. once I realized that it was slow and the response time, if someone actually did reach out, you know, um, Jackie literally mends the computer from a sales perspective, like she's there and she would get a notification three or four minutes after someone inquired on live chat. I don't know anyone or any of your listeners or viewers have waited on the phone for more than a minute, usually get irate by about like 90 seconds in, right? Like, why am I waiting so long? Mm. It's like a time travel when you're on a phone, you have no problem waiting in real life that long, but when you're on the phone or something, it's crazy. Live chat's even worse. So, so once we realized that there was an opportunity for that, but the messages tool wasn't really working, we decided to go outside of HubSpot. And that's where, that's where we rekindled our relationship with Drift. We had Drift on our site previously and it worked so-so. We didn't really do too much with it, but it worked a lot better than the messages tool did at the beginning of the year. So we, we switched back over. I had some conversations and, um, and we did a couple experiments. And in the first week that we installed Drift, um, we had 12 meetings booked automatically. And um, any inbound agencies out there would know that that's pretty substantial, especially like versus, versus we're talking meetings. We're not just talking leads. This is actually people said, yes, I want your help. And here's the time that works for me. Um, as soon as that happened, I realized that I needed, I needed to investigate more. That was, that was right before Valentine's day. That's year. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And hopefully you remembered that because you gave your wife something lovely and not yes. because of, yeah. So. Yes, I this love you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is being recorded. You've got to be careful. Okay, awesome. No, that, that's really yeah. good. That's really good. I think particularly for uh, a lot of people and, and ourselves included, you know, thinking sure. about which technology to hitch our wagon onto. So yep. that, 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 I think that that's good to understand how you guys so got to I got, you got to. You know, one extra thing for you there. So you said which technology to hitch your wagon to. Um, I like to think of impulse creative as platform agnostic. We can help anyone grow their business with any tool because it's the strategy. It's a tool that fits into the strategy, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about hitching your wagon to it, I get it, but just make sure it's not exclusive because you, as an agency, we've got to make sure we're driving value for clients, not for partners. That's right. You know, they've obviously got to come first. They've got yeah, certain yeah. dependencies. I hear you hundred percent. So, okay. Um, oh man, this is amazing. This is Sorry. amazing. I know I went long. <laughs> no, no, that's good, man. That's good. I'm like, where, where do I take, take this thing? My mind is just bubbling with questions right now. So, Go for it. Um, okay. Let, let's start with, say someone comes to you, right? Remington, yep. they said, okay, you know what? You take my money, man. Like, and I'm <laughs> sure you've seen, and I'm, I'm, I know you for a fact that you would have, you, the way you guys have set up in your website is so impressive. Take my money sure. and do it for me. I was like, no doubt, right? So you tell me <laughs> otherwise. So say they go, okay, cool, Remington, we're on board. Yep. Where do you start? Like, what's your onboarding? Sure. So it starts with an audit. What we want to do is we want to talk to salespeople. We want to talk to customers if possible. We want to understand the questions that both sides have and the questions that both sides don't get answers to. 
right? Because, um, you know, you think of like traditional, traditionally in sales, especially like B2B companies, they have these BDRs and the, B, the whole purpose of the BDR's job is to schedule an appointment. And they ask probably some scripted questions that would qualify. They're essentially real human forms, right? Mm. And I don't mean any disrespect to any BDRs. I wouldn't, that's a job that I don't think I have the grit for. But, you know, as, as they're going through and they're doing these things, they're asking some of the same questions to qualify or figure out whether that prospect is awesome. And um, without that data, conversational marketing can't be awesome because conversational marketing needs to be qualifying it needs to be capturing and it needs to be connecting. And if you can't get those three things being done, um, then, you know, it, it can flop. I think, um, so to answer your question, we go in, we ask these questions with the sales and marketing teams. We do some research on the website. It usually, usually people don't come to us and talk to us about conversational marketing. It's happening a lot more now since we started all the tutorials. But in most cases, it's my website's not performing, which is great because if the website's not um, you know, converting or performing, then live chat in a lot of cases could solve quite a bit of those problems. Um, so we do an initial audit and this, no matter what you come in and do at Impulse uh, or hire us to do, everything starts with an audit first. So we wanna know who you are, what you're trying to accomplish, like the mark you're trying to leave on the world and where you think there are holes. And then what we do is we come in and we try and figure out how to fill the, or how to patch up that, as you put it, leaky bucket. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, so usually over the course of two weeks, we ask all those questions, we get all that rolling. And then the following two weeks is technology and deployment. Um, and so when we talk about technology sounds super, super technical, but really it's deploying drift or deploying HubSpot messages or deploying some, some tool that's going to help conversational marketing and, um, and then making sure that the teams are integrated into it. Change management is probably one of the biggest things because it's literally, you know, they say traditional marketing versus inbound marketing is like, is flipped. It's like doing it backwards or doing it on its, turning it on its head. Conversational marketing is doing that again. And so a lot of times it's a reset of this conversational culture rather than just conversational marketing, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It's still very fresh. So yeah, I can understand how, now inbound marketing has become traditional inbound marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's really Funnily hard enough. to have conversations about like not the old old, but the new old. The new <laughs> old, know? yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> Sounds like we're talking about like a reboot of Ninja Turtles, not the old yeah, one, yeah. The, or Spider Man. How's had like three different reboots? There you go. Yeah. So okay, um, where does the in your onboarding process and just sure. to, if I can pick a little bit in, in dive yeah. into it that a little bit, where does the buyer's journey? come out you talk a little bit about user stories sure. i've heard you talk about that before where does the buyer journey come out in all of this yeah so internally we um we try to paint the picture whether it's post-it notes on a whiteboard wall or whether it's you know building out a, a google slides presentation um we try to map out the buyer's journey from the get-go and so um a lot of in a lot of cases that's done before contract is signed internally and then it's confirmed in the process so great great job for asking that um to create the context that you need for that one-on-one -on -one conversation we have to make sure that we understand where that conversation is supposed to happen in the buyer's journey right obviously we're going to be asking a lot more qualification questions um, further down in the buyer's journey versus the conversations we'd have you know at a very high level um, for instance leading with 
asking for an email address in conversational marketing or in a live chat thing is super taboo. Like you shouldn't do that. Like it's like going into Best Buy if you do that anymore or some, some, uh, you know, place and you walk in the door and they go, Hey, can I have your driver's license? Like, you know, no, I just mm. want to go get some, you know, I just want to go get a new cell phone case. Mm. Um, so, so it's, it's understanding how much you can ask and where and how much value you can provide and where um, in the buyer's journey. So that happens from the, from the absolute beginning, but great question. For you guys specifically, mm-hmm. um, what do you think has been the most impressive thing Drift has been able to do for your business? Yeah. So um, I would say the meetings booked, the quality of the meetings booked are substantially higher than the ones that come through forms. And I, I think because, um, and I say you can test this, but if you test this, I'm going to call you guys out if you're testing it. So like literally say, Hey, I'm testing this because of the podcast. That's totally fine. Um, But the, the big thing is it actually asks, right? So imagine going through like, telling your company story, talking about your problems. And then it, it gets to a point and once it knows that you're qualified and it being the chatbot, it says, would you like to talk to a human about this? And if they, that's, that's a flag in the sand of an agreement. Yes. I actually want to have a conversation with someone. I don't know how many times that I've reached out to someone on a, you know, that filled out my form and called them up and they're like, and it was like inconvenient for them right? They filled out the form. Mm. I'm just calling and, back. And they've, you, you get the typical inquiries that has one word, sales right. or leads, just because it was such a, you know, like a reluctant yeah. thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and, and as a, as a consumer, you got to think about that. Like they're busy. All of a sudden now we're making them fill out 14 questions in order to get a, talk to a human about a problem. Um, so it, it makes sense if we think about it from the consumer point of view, but the, the chatbot flow literally asks, right? Like any good salesperson knows that you have to have an ask somewhere, right? That call to action. But the, the chatbot flow literally says, would you like to schedule a meeting? And we say with a human, cause it's just reinforcing the fact that this is a chatbot conversation. Um, because if as smart as chatbots are right now, they're still stupid compared to humans. <laughs> so we wanna make sure that people realize like this is a chatbot conversation and it's cool. And, you know, and then kind of keep things going through. So by the time they get to that meeting, um, you know, they're, they're super engaged and it finds the quickest available time to have that conversation. So historically for us, our sales process was about six months to close a deal just between all the meetings that we would need. And right now it's probably because Jackie on my team is a rock star, but we've compressed that into about three months. So we've literally cut the time to close in, in half and I attribute a lot of that to the initial, the initial steps. And then of course the follow-up steps that Jackie does, but um, it's that ask, do you want a meeting? And then the ability to continue the conversation. There's many a times that I've seen Jackie get someone that actually scheduled something. And then as soon as it's scheduled, jump in and start saying, Oh, Hey, you, you mentioned sales you need help with. What do you mm. mean? How can I help you? You know, and it's, it's one of those things that you could literally keep the dialogue going to build more rapport before that meeting. Um, and, and to that point, we've even closed a deal that paid for Drift for three months without even having a meeting. All through live chat, we literally sent a contract after a 15 minute chat session. So think about how that can help your, uh, your, your workflow. 
That's crazy. So, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, so I know, and, and the way you've done it is right. Cause I get this all the time as well. Like, even though we always say, look, to do anything, we need to have a workshop with you guys. We need to do a, uh, a persona profiling matrix with you guys. Yep. We need to understand what you're trying to achieve. Um, then only then I can, can I tell you whether podcasting is great for you, for example, but still, I'll still often get sure. asked, what are my free three, four, five favorite hacks? So I'm going to do the same thing to yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So out, out of the gate, right. But what are some of your sure. recommended chatbots? Um, maybe we start with one, the idea that a qualifying, and you alluded to this earlier, a qualifying, do you want to book a meeting? Not in a big form. It's actually done with qualifying questions that get you to that point. What are some yep. of your others? Sure. So um, you can tell me to stop <laughs> when, when you are. But when, um, so when we have, you know, first thing is to actually get started, right? Because it's raw. Um, a lot of times, how do we do it? You know, and a lot of these tools like Drift even has a free, um, has a free version where you could actually start a live chat, um, you know, get live chat set up on your site. Now live chat and chatbots are two different things. Right. But the ability, conversational marketing isn't just about chatbots. And that's the big thing to remember. So when you get someone, you know, when you have someone on the site and they're asking a question, the responsiveness is huge. And be, making sure that you have that, you know, I actually was talking to you on my phone um, through the Drift app when you, when you came through. And I saw the entire conversation before I reached out. Um, you want to just make sure you have that visibility. So one would be get started. Um, try it and, out. and by the way, sorry to interrupt you, Remington. By the way, because it's new, people are a little bit more forgiving right now. Like if yes. you if you stuff up a live chat, you can tell it's just someone offshore. Or if you stuff right. up if you stuff up a form, in, in in you know the easy way to stuff that up would have twelve fields. People aren't going right. to forgive you, but they're a little bit forgiving right now. So you're right. Give it yeah, a yeah. go. Yeah, give it a go, and you know, and monitor it. If you have if you see someone. Uh, coming in, you know, and this happens for our, um, for people out of country. And I think it even happened with you is you put in your phone number differently and yes, it didn't yes. allow it, right? It didn't allow it the first time until you changed the format. Um, and that's something I have to fix because, you know, we have people outside the U S and it's set to understanding, um, you know, understanding with country code automatically. But if you don't put it in exactly the way that it expects it, then it gets, it gets a little a dumb. We'll just put it. So, um, being able to jump in and being available to jump in if you see a problem solves the problem. Just like you had mentioned, like it came across very authentic. I was like, Hey, like if, if you were a prospect and that phone number wasn't working, I probably would have jumped in and be like, Hey, sorry, chatbot isn't as smart as me. What's your phone number? Right. And I just would have had that conversational thing. And it's just like we're sitting here texting back and forth. That's essentially the feeling that you would want to bring across. So, so that was one get started. Two, one-on-one um, -on -one conversation. And what I mean by that, and I've got that template that's available on our site, but uh, it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation. So you can't be thinking of all of the different ways to have a conversation with a persona. You have to be literally talking to that, that avatar, one person, and asking them the questions. Because you can't say, you know, it's, it's very much a singular conversation. You're not talking to a group, you're talking to an individual and it's even more of an individual when it's on live chat. So as you're planning your conversation, start small, two to three questions. The one you went through, uh, Moby, I think we had seven or eight. No, that's because it's, it's qualifying um, in regards to the flow that you had, but you saw some of those chatbot flows that I showed you on the screen were two or three. The two or three are gonna convert much better and you're gonna learn a lot more. 
um, quicker in that regard. So the third, the third one is, um, is figure out. So we talk about in between sales and marketing all the time, um, service level agreements, right? So marketing, when does marketing hand it off to sales? And it's gonna be very important to do that too with live chat because you're going to get another thing in the mix. You're gonna have marketing, you know, people asking questions about, you know, topics. And then you're gonna have sales conversations, but you also have a high opportunity for service or support. And you gotta know how to pass that off and how to solve that problem. So um, tools like Drift, you can, and I believe even HubSpot, you can route those conversations based on like the inquiry. And Drift even has a chatbot flow where it pushes through to a knowledge base automatically. I believe HubSpot is going to be coming out with something similar as well. So, you know, you just have to think about all the different avenues that one user can come in. Mm. And what I call them is user stories, right? Um, and then the final thing is take one of your biggest areas of promotion. So a lot of times with our clients, it's AdWords, right? They're spending a lot of money on AdWords and they're super excited if they get a 5% conversion. Think about that. Like whatever the cost per click, 20 times that is the cost per lead. And, and so what we do is we, we have, um, I have a tutorial and I'll share it with you for the show notes, is targeting, using Drift to target a specific UTM parameter in the URL. So you can actually be having different chat flows for different people that come in based on individual campaigns and AdWords. So now imagine that. You're talking about blue widgets and then red widgets. You could send them to the same page that talks about widgets, but you can have one chatbot flow that actually talks about your favorite colors red, and then you can have another chatbot flow that talks about your favorite colors blue. So it can be much more sniper rifle versus shotgun. That's awesome. Anyone who's doing any AdWords, uh, actually, no, that's not, I mean, I was going to say is selling more than one product. Most, most of our clients anyway, they're, they're, they're targeting more than one theme, more than one campaign, more than a bunch of ad groups. So imagine that, you know, like if you, if you sell t-shirts, it's like, Hey, what do you like about, you know, blue t-shirts or whatever it is. So that's, that's yeah. really cool. Now, the other thing I want to touch on is you talked about the different store, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the yeah. different parts or user stories one could take. Not all yeah. of those you want to spend, you know, you mentioned, you know, your sales rep is just crushing it. You don't want to send them all to her, right. you know, like the service, uh, the service ones could go to, I don't know, as opposed to sending them to a boring email address, it could take their information. So by the time it gets to the service person, they have a lot more context. They know what page they're on, they know all that, all that stuff. But that necessarily yeah. doesn't warrant, warrant someone jumping on the phone right away. Sure. Um, so yeah, cool. So you could have service, you could have support, you could have sales. And obviously, you know, we all want to take advantage of not that customers aren't important, but we're spending all this money getting people to the website. Let's try to convert those. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Um, is it, and, and I think also, I think we should add to that list as well is landing pages. If you have anything yeah. that's converting quite well. And, and again, we'll, we'll share that in the show notes, um, redpandas.com dot uh, au forward slash ep 96 i said um on how you can replace that form with an actual button so if you didn't see remington's kind of video there imagine going there and it says one button um download now and you click on that and the fact that a chatbot chatbot comes up i think is more novel than a deterrent anyway yeah. so i think that works quite well curiosity now <clears throat> to that to that point the one thing you have to be careful with is um where forms win versus the chatbot. 
you have to make sure as you're going through, sorry, this is one thing I just thought of as you said that, um, you have to make sure that that chatbot for that landing page tells the user how much is left, right? So if, so imagine the light at the end of the tunnel, the form is pretty obvious. They fill out the form, they hit submit, and hopefully, you know, they get what they want. But the chatbot, you ask one question, you're asking name, and then you ask email. By the time you get to the third question, the user is thinking, how many more questions do I have? And so making sure you're like, oh, just two more questions, one more question, and then, and then leading with it makes it so the, the prospect or the user knows that they only have a little bit more work to do. Yeah, not being cheeky and saying, oh, just one more, just one more, you know, not that. Lose the confidence a couple times. Yeah. I'm sorry, just one more question. (laughs) Remington, thank you so much for your time. This has been a true masterclass and please send through those resources. We'll link to all of those in the show notes. That's been amazing. Is there anything you want to leave us with when it comes to conversational marketing? Any any passing thoughts? Yeah, I think, um, so conversational marketing, just do it. Like you just got to get in and get started. Um, I think the early adopters are going to be doing really, really well, um, especially as agencies. And I think, comp- you know, just like any, um, just like any tactic, whether it's Facebook or whether it's Messenger, the early adopters are going to see the best results in the beginning. So, you know, get out there and get started and then, uh, you know, figure out how you can make an impact on the world. And if that means making it easier for customers to buy, make it happen. That's the way. That's the way. And um, I'm guessing if if you want to know, all, particularly Drift, I mean, you yeah. guys, I don't know, you just told me before you, you recorded 11 tutorials and there was like 70 <laughs> on your website. So if you yeah, want to yeah. go down that path or even just conversational marketing in general, you guys truly are become, very quickly becoming the authority in that space. So I'll link to all that in the show notes. I'm sure people can find a lot more. Yeah. Um, Remington, thanks again, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Moby. Take care. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.